Hello, it's Mike McDivitt, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church. Here on November the 10th, creeping up towards Thanksgiving in America. But we can, for all you that uh, are in other parts of the world that are listening, it's the one we celebrate uh, just saying thank you for all we have to the Lord. And, uh, well, we could do that every day, can't we? Sure we can. And um, if, I w if you would, let's turn to Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. And we're going to start here in verse 6 and read a few verses. It says, Now there was in the day, excuse me, and there was a day when the sons of God came and presented themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? <clears throat> then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God, and that cheweth evil? And Satan answered the Lord, and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made a hedge about him, and about his house, <clears throat> and about all that he hath on, the, on, on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you will just help us as we read your word, that you will give each of us what you would have for us in it today. And I thank you, Lord, for all the blessings you've bestowed upon us this week, Lord. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, it's not going to all be about Job today, but I wanted to talk about a particular subject, if you would. And that is how to build a hedge. What is a hedge? You know, think of a hedge around a property, you know, your, your bushes or whatever. You, I suppose you could even call it a gate, you know. And in this instance, I would think it would be more like that, wouldn't it? Because there's a hedge around Job that protects him from Satan. It's really something. And I think you could also, although not in this context, I'm saying, but, but when you, when you uh, do right, you get things that are right. You know, if you protect yourself, say financially, you have been very careful with your money. And sometimes that always doesn't work, does it? But um, you do that so that you can protect yourself. Um, old cities used to put a wall about itself when they had the city states and, Nowadays, it has certain kinds of armament to protect itself. But here, <clears throat> this is a different kind of a hedge. This is a different kind of protection. It's spiritual. And I think, really, when we get to heaven, we're going to find out that the spiritual reality is even more real than the reality we live in. It is all around us. The spiritual war that the Bible talks about. In Job, uh, Satan said, uh, had a hedge around him. And Satan said, well, what what do you want? I can't even get on this guy. And, and he is, he's being blessed. Well, how do you build this kind of a hedge? Um, a hedge that, 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 that Satan will flee from. How do you build this kind of a hedge? Let's, let's start with that precept, would you? 
James chapter 4. <clears throat> Let's go to the New Testament. Talking about this hedge, keep that in mind. Hedge, the hedge. In James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. And submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. <clears throat> so, how do you build this hedge? Well, here's, here's a couple hints here. It says here that you submit yourselves to God and resist the devil. And then he'll flee from you. Apparently, Job Barry was doing that. He submitted himself to the good Lord himself. And he resisted the temptations of Satan. And he, he must have fled from him. He drew nigh to God. And, and then what happens when you draw nigh to God, it says? He says, when you draw nigh to God, he'll actually draw nigh to you. And where God is, Satan doesn't want to be. Does God permeate your life? Have you have you drawn close to the Lord? And I've said this several times before, but just like I say it to my own kids, I'm saying it to you because I think it's it's very important. Have you spent any time with the Lord today? Because if you haven't, then you have no hedge. And when you resist these temptations through the power... Now, there's the key, isn't it? How do you resist these temptations? Can you do it in and of yourself? Absolutely not. People have tried all these years. And they failed. You say, why did I fail today? Well, ask yourself that question. Did I spend any time with the Lord today? Did you? So... I believe the one way to build this hedge is to draw nigh to the Lord. Draw close to the Why? Why do we want this hedge anyways? Well, let's look in 1 Peter chapter 5. Remember old Satan? Old Satan said when the Lord asked him, what are you doing? He knew what he was doing, but he's giving an account. Even old Satan had to give an account. And so, <clears throat> he said, I'm going to and fro and up and down, right? Well, let's look in 1 Peter chapter 5. What's he doing when he's doing this? Here's some motivation for you. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober and be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Satan is actively looking for you. Who he can destroy. That's our enemy. Now, sometimes we are our own enemies, aren't we? <laughs> and when you are taken from that enemy within, what are you going to do? How do you prevent that? Well, you draw close to God. You become more like him as you spend time with him. You can't, you know, it's like the people that, that were in back of the lines used to get shot by friendly fire. Well, what about when you shoot yourself, you know? Well, to protect yourself from that, of course, you become close to God. You become more like Him. And as you are doing that, you're drawing close to Him. And then that adversary that's outside that hedge that the Lord has put around you is a blessing. It protects you. It protects you.
Now, does that mean that God never lets the hedge down? It does not. For his purpose and his pleasure, he does things, and his ways are not our ways, and we don't really understand all of that, but we trust him, just like Job did. And just like Job, Lord let those hedges down a little bit, didn't he? And things happened to Job. But he was blessed at the end more than he was blessed at the beginning. We don't understand all that, but that's the Lord's way. That's in the Lord's court. But as far as this hedge comes around us, one, we need to draw close to God. We need to resist Satan. We need to um, understand that the reason we need to do that is because Satan wants to destroy you. And that's the truth. Well, let's look here in Psalm chapter 91, if you would. We're going to go back and forth a little bit today. Psalm chapter 91. We're in verse 11. This is, For he hath given us angels charge, or he hath given his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, and lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. So, well, this is this is really, it's a, it's a psalm that talketh, talketh. Yeah, now I'm talking like the King James. Huh? It's a psalm that talks about God's protection over his son. It really is. But that particular verse, he does that for us also. He gives his angels charge over us. We're not going to turn there for lack of time, but Exodus 23, 20, <clears throat> God's angels are given charge over us. <clears throat> Talked more about that. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you don't think God's in charge, you're sadly mistaken. <clears throat> now, he gives us free will. And a lot of times, things happen in our life because of our poor decisions. You know, my own worst enemy is the one I look in the mirror at every morning. I really do believe that. It's not old Satan. It's myself. Because I have the tools to, to rebut Satan. But what about when I... Uh, trip my own self up. Well, I have the tools to do that too. It's, it's called getting close to the Lord and reading his word and spending time in prayer. I really believe that we need to do some practical things in our Christian lives. See, so many Christians that say, well, that's just who I am. I can't help it. I keep trying to keep... Hey, Paul would say, Paul said about that, didn't he? Sure he did. He said that I don't do the things I want to do. I don't I do the things I don't want to do, you know. And he calls you know just he he calls himself out. But that doesn't give you an excuse. And if you really are a Christian, you'll be miserable because of it. But when you get close to the Lord, uh, and you resist Satan, he'll flee from you. And God also gives angels charge over you. His I believe you have a, a guardian angel. I really do. So the Lord's in charge. There's a lot of shows these days, isn't there, that talks about the war between God and, and Satan and, and he almost equals Satan with God. No, no, my friend. He's the creation. God's the creator. He doesn't equal up there. No way. None of us do. That's the good Lord himself. Don't ever fall for that. What other ways can we... Can we... Um, <clears throat> Build a hedge. Now, what other ways can we build a hedge? Let's. We're back here, anyways. Let's go to back to Job again in chapter one. 
Job chapter 1. We're going to read along verse 5. It says, And it was so, that when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent a sacrifice, and sacri sanctified excuse me, them, and rose up early in the morning, <clears throat> and offered a burnt offering, according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned, and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. What are they talking about there? What they're talking about there is intercessory prayer. When you pray for others, of course you pray for yourself, don't you? But I believe, does God ever woke you up in the middle of the night and said, hey, I need you to pray for a brother or sister so-and-so, you know? Have, has he? I hope so. It means God is talking to you. He's, 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 he's leaning on you. And Why does prayer, I, you know, I don't totally understand why prayer works. Because God knows everything. But he, it does, it does matter that you ask God for things, that you intercede. We find that in Daniel when Daniel prays, and that angel's trying to get through, and the prayers do something. It's remarkable, but your prayers do matter. So, when the Lord lays someone upon your heart, <clears throat> you pray for them. In our church, every Wednesday, we pray together. And what do we pray for? We have a prayer list. Some people say, I don't like prayer lists. Well, I do. I do. I don't know about you, but my memory isn't so good. <laughs> I need that list. And we get together, and I believe in corporate prayer. And, 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 and on your own, too. We need to have time in our prayer closet, don't we? But <clears throat> we pray for those are in need in our church, outside of our church. We pray for our country. We pray for a lot of things. And then we take those prayer lists home, hopefully, right? And we spend time praying daily for those people, maybe multiple times a day. Intercessory prayer. You want to have a ministry? Try that one. I knew a fine lady... This is Jordan that prayed. In the mornings, she would take her phone off the hook, don't answer her, phone, her door, rather, and pray for people daily. Spend time with God's Word. And not only just pray, but pray for people. I remember her saying a few, quite a few times when I would see her out and about, she was still alive. She died at 109. What a godly woman. Just a couple of years ago. She would say, you're still on my prayer list. And I said, well, thank you, Mrs. Jordan. I need it. You know, my mother was that way when she was still alive. She was a prayer warrior. And I think part of that hedge is a hedge that your family in the Lord creates through prayer. He was praying for the protection of his children, wasn't he? Spiritually. Spiritually. And we know what happened there, right? <laughs> For the Lord's purpose and pleasure, we don't understand it. But, Job's prayers did matter. And so, from 
resisting Satan, getting close to God, understanding He's after you, and that the old and the good Lord has um, old Satan's after you, and the, and the good Lord has angels to protect you. We draw close to Him and and seek His protection and seek that hedge to be built around us and His blessings. That fervent, earnest prayer, intercessory prayer for others will help that be around them. It'll extend that hedge that's around you to be around them. My mother would say, nothing can touch me until God's done with me. Um, you know, in other words, she was understood something. That there was nothing in this world that could hurt her unless the Lord allows because the day you come to know the Lord, you are under his hand of protection. That's the truth. I have so much I could say about that, but we're running out of time. But I'm going to tell you something. There was a missionary that I heard about the one time that when they pulled him off the field because of the danger. And he said, you know what? I got to go back. The long and the short of it is. And he went back. He said, I'm safer there with all the dangers than to be here under the protection of the of, in the U.S. He felt that if he was in God's hands, then he was more protected being in the center of God's will than not. And the center of God's will to him, he said, was to be in that dangerous country. That hedge, he trusted completely in it. That nothing could touch him until God was done with him. And I really do believe that. Psalm, we're back here anyway, chapter 119. That's an easy one, right? A big book and a big chapter, right? <laughs> Psalm 119. <clears throat> and we're going to read along about verse 11. Psalm 119, verse 11. It says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You know, a lot of people take this to mean that um, memorization, which it does in a way. But what is it to hide God's word in your heart? To hide his word in your, in your heart, in your very being, is to live it. Isn't it? You make it part of you. Don't you? And it becomes that thing that um, draws you nigh to God. As you read his word and you see a truth, you say, you know what? I'm going to make that part of my life with God's help. I want to make that part of my life. And you become a little more like Jesus. You become a little closer to God. And you have the power when you're close to God in him to resist Satan, don't you? And that hedge gets even stronger. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 talking about that particular subject. Hebrews 4 verse 12 it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divining asunder of the soul and spirit and the joining of the marrow and the excuse me I got a little boy over there playing my grandson playing something I'm sorry kind of distracted me asunder the soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart when you hide his word in your heart it's powerful 
and it is something you can fight against the wiles of the devil. We've kind of run out of time, but just to mention things. Um, also, Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9, making his word part of you. You build a hedge between you and evil by, uh, let's say Psalm 1, 1 and 2. It's a, who we walk with and what we delight in, the word of God. Is a, that's a powerful chapter in the Bible. George Washington's favorite part of the Bible. Psalm chapter 1. Because who you walk with is who you become. Walk with the Lord, you draw close to Him, don't you? Um, we build a hedge by the power of the Lord. We're going to finish off with that. Philippians 4. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Chapter 4. In verse 13. Philippians 4.13. Is that right? Yeah, Philippians 4.13. I'm looking at the different parts of the my, my notes. Okay, Philippians 4.13. I was about to read another verse in the previous chapter. That's what I was going to do. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. It's that simple little verse, isn't it? We build this hedge through the Lord. There's some other verses that pertain to that. Proverbs 18.10, Romans 3, 13, rather, 1 and 2, Matthew 19.26, Ephesians 3.20. But Philippians 4.13, I think, puts them all into a very succinct uh, verse. We can do all things through him. When we resist Satan, we do it in the power of God, right? When we draw close to the Lord, we do it in the power of the Lord. When we uh, have intercessory prayer, that's through the power of the Lord. We make his words part of us and hide his words in our heart. That's through the power of the Lord. All these things. When we hang with the right people, we hang with the Lord, we do that in His power, not in our own. People say, I'm a self-made man, I this and that and the other thing. If you're a Christian, hopefully you're a God-made man, right? Yes. How do you build a hedge? In the Lord we draw close to Him. We resist Satan. We, in his word, come to understand some things. We make a part of us. As we do all these things, the power of God puts a hedge around us. It's a spiritual thing, I know, but it's a powerful thing. It's a real thing. It's an important thing. I don't know about you, but it's a thing I want, don't you? Well, I think we're going to end it there, my friends. And I pray that you will have a good Sunday and that you will witness to some poor lost soul this week, would you? You have a great week, my friends. Praying for you. God bless you.